Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. Welcome to the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant. Been gone for a couple of days being here live, but of course the show rocks right on. I tell you where I've been. Been up uh, in D.C. with my colleagues at Freedom Works. And folks, let me tell you, Freedom Works rocked. I do mean rocked. Yeah, Capitol Hill with about 80 of our, well, I think it was close to 100 of our super activists. Some of our very best out of the 6 million that we have around the globe, around the nation. About a hundred of them we brought to Freedom Works brought to Washington, D.C. in order to aid, assist in pushing through our idea and our belief that ACB should be the next Supreme Court justice. And they showed up strong. Follow me on Twitter at Rev CL Brown. You get a shot of our VP Noah Wall uh, there on Capitol Hill, uh, flanked by um, several of them. Uh, I think about 50 or 60 of them went up on the hill with him that particular day. And it was fantastic. It was a great, great opportunity. Become a part of a movement. Uh, FreedomWorks, FreedomWorks.org. Go to FreedomWorks.org and become a part of a major movement. You certainly want to be a part of us in the new year, especially after uh, we uh, win, lose, or draw. FreedomWorks will become uh, the voice of uh, the people as it has been for all these years uh, touting and promoting grassroots values. And friends, that's where we must, must get back to. Again, you're listening to the C.L. Bryant Show. Thank you so much for coming along with us here over our flagship station, Red State, Red State Talk, which is the largest talk platform in the nation, the most listened to platform in the nation and around the globe. And want to thank each and every one of you for coming along uh, here. And want to thank them for making me a part of their family. And if you're traveling through Times Square, be sure to look up above uh, Ripley's. Um, believe it or not, iconic Ripley's, believe it or not, and uh, you will see the Red State Talk billboard. And I am so just bursting my my family, my my illiterate four parents. 
<laughs> my great-grandfather, my grandfather, my father, who became a very good and successful uh, businessman, but uh, he, up until, you know, he was grown, a grown man, he did not have more than a third-grade education, and uh, I know that um, they're, they must be smiling at um, their son, who every hour, on the hour, or every hour during the hour, there in Times Square, uh, his face is um, there being shown in the Big Apple, which isn't much uh, like it was once before. But we'll get back to where we are. And you know what? I think uh, Andrew Cuomo uh, just, I don't know, he may have seen better days. We'll see. Wouldn't it be weird if New York actually, you know, I don't know, began to go moderate? In these times, strange, isn't it? Well, I'll tell you something that isn't strange. It's the power of prayer. And, um, hey, friends, I, I have a prayer request for you. I know that so many of you out there are Judeo-Christians, you're evangelicals, you're fundamentalists, you're believers, you're Catholics, you're Jews. But you have uh, a faith belief, and I would ask all of you within your faith beliefs, particularly those of you who are Christians um, like me, to join your faith with mine. And I'm asking you to lift up a friend of mine. You don't need to know what uh, the ailment is. God knows, and God knows him, and God knows uh, you, and he knows the the value of your faith. His name is Lee Lampson. And I want you to to, um, just lift him up in prayer. Uh, now, and, and if your practice as mine is, and my tradition is to ask uh, for healing in the name of Jesus, do that with me right now in Jesus name. And so for Lee Lampson. So thank each and every one of you out there who are carrying the torch of our American religious freedom throughout, uh, this nation, because it is that which has provided for us this nation that is under God, that is still, and I don't care what the the signs may be, okay, but the nation is still indivisible. We, We have not been, we have divisions, understand it. And, and yes, we are headed toward divisibility. Definitely. But the nation is still one nation. And our belief has been uh, for 60, 70 years now under God. And it is indivisible. It's still indivisible. And it is still a nation with justice, liberty and justice for all. Yeah, it is. But it has been our prayer lives and, and and even though you may not be a believer, you may not be one who is a believer, but I can tell you this. There are people who are not believers that are glad that you are. Oh, yeah. If we have been spared at all as a nation, it has not been because of our agnosticism. It has not been because of our atheism. It has been because of the unequivocal faith in almighty God that some of us call it a remnant as my pastor, uh, Pastor James A. McMinnis is uh, preaching now about the remnant. Call it that. But you can believe that it has been unequivocal 
based upon, it is standing upon the idea that somebody prayed. Yeah, and so we lift up Lee Lamson uh, and um, in prayer, and we expect that God will hear us. Thank you. Amen. And so um, <laughs> I was in D.C., been in D.C., uh, last few days, last couple of days. And um, I had a wonderful, wonderful uh, weekend prior to that, uh, spent it with a friend, and it was just wonderful. It was just great. And, uh, and so I had to fly off uh, Monday after that weekend to D.C., go back to work. And that's why I'm, I'm here with you now. I just came back in uh, yesterday. I have to go back to work. Okay, this is what I, I do. That's what I do. And, um, of course, carrying the good, the gospel of Jesus Christ and the good news of America is my mission. Uh, that's, that's what I do. The gospel of Jesus Christ, good news of America. I believe they go hand in hand. I don't believe there's any separation at all in that. And uh, I think uh, the Lord... In in doing it with me and and uh, someone who is bringing it along with me, you know, I think there's a ministry that is just absolutely um, uniquely and purely ours uh, that that uh, is going to be a blessing to so many. And so, stay tuned uh, for that as we expand upon the good news of America and, of course, the gospel of Jesus Christ. What I do, uh, and you can smooth believe that uh, he didn't give me the gift to preach and the gift to speak and all of that type of thing and teach and all that kind of thing for nothing uh, it has to be uh, continued it's not it's not something you put on a shelf and so uh, I got a chance to speak to a crowd there in DC the night of uh, the um, nomination or night of the hearings when the hearings began um, those that I was telling you that came from around the country that we brought in are super, super activists, and they were all just on fire. All of them were. All of them were. I'm just proud of each and every one of them. And I uh, want you to plant a seed, and whoever is next to you or whoever in your con- your, your sphere of contact, and tell them to go to freedomworks.org, freedomworks.org, and become a part of uh, the largest movement of activist growth in the country. Did you hear me? The largest movement of activist growth in the country. And and speaking to them, I want to tell you that there are a lot of young people, many more than I have seen in times past, that have come out there to uh, share as super activists. They have become super activists, and we're super interested in young people becoming activists and knowledgeable of our nation's history, our true history. And yes, the good, bad, and the ugly, yeah, we, 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 we don't leave anything out. But it's the true history, and, and what that means is that uh, we, we help young people see that all of this working together has created a good, not an evil. And that's, that, that, that narrative cannot be more distinct between the... Uh, socialist Democrats and conservative Republicans, GOP and Tea Partiers in particular, 
Oh, that's not a bad word. No, taxed enough already, folks. Listen, young people, your birthright, and don't let the news media taint you on your friends taint you. You had been taxed enough already. And that's all that movement was about. It wasn't about hatred or anything against President Obama. It was more so against the actions that George W. Bush led us into that Obama put on steroids. Because he discovered that, yeah, you can vote uh, yourself money from the people's coffers. And that's what funded Obamacare. Yeah, that's what happened there. And he just put it on steroids. But George W. Bush put us on the track, and Tea Party was all about uh, taxed enough already. That's what it's about. And, yeah, I was a big part of that. I was, I'm was i an original Tea Partier. Spoke to uh, original Tea Party groups on April 9th, uh, on April 15th, rather, in Shreveport, Louisiana, back in 2009. And then we had an incredible march, 1.5 million descended upon Washington, D.C. I got a chance to speak to that crowd. And you know what? God is so pleased sometimes in small beginnings because uh, although we had over a thousand people uh, there in Shreveport uh, on that particular anniversary, on that particular kickoff date of Tea Party in America after Rick Santelli's rant went so viral. Something happened, and the media was afraid, scared them to death, and so they decided that the best way to try and combat a wave of conservatism was to vilify, pick out images, and they do it all the time. You ever notice that, you know, whenever you, um, if they if they're against something that's happening in the black community, you can always tell about who they put on television. They'll put the most toothless, uh, you know, person on television to give their opinion of it. <laughs> and that could be white or black, okay? I'm, I'm telling you. <laughs> they'll, put, they'll put Bubba on there, right? I mean, re- I mean not real Bubba. I have a cousin, Bubba, and he's very articulate, very intelligent. We call him Bubba, though. But I'm talking about real Bubba. We put him on. They put Bubba White. They put Bubba Black on there. Oh, heck, they'll find Bubba Mexican. They'll find, they'll find whoever they want. They'll put real Bubba on there. And uh, you can tell if they're for it or against it, depending on who they put on television or maybe who they interview on the radio. All of them are guilty of it. But my point is this. When we um, now uh, look at where this is going and, and how this is beginning to pan out, you are beginning to see lie upon lie upon lie. And what we did uh, Monday and Tuesday and then Wednesday morning with the activists that we brought to Washington, D.C. was arm and equip them with rational tools for today's battlefield. Uh, You have to have tools that are rational, that are reasonable, to have in today's battlefield. One of the things that I see happening so often with the Democrats is that the tools of their warfare are ancient. Uh, 
And people are getting tired of hearing about, uh, you know, what happened to uh, Uncle and, and, and Amy and, and Grandpa and Grandma and him. You know, people are actually seriously getting tired. Now, don't get me wrong. I am not saying that we must ignore the atrocities that happened in the past. But we must learn from them instead of just uh, glorify them. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? We have we have to uh, learn from them instead of glorify them and uh, make them an instrument of modern pain. They don't need to be that. They need to be instruments of learning from because, quite frankly, um, if, if you it, it, wherever you are on, on the globe or wherever you are in America, I can't say on the globe because I can't reach you uh, so readily. But I, I want this. I want I want you to tell somebody, anybody who may feel as though they personally not not somebody they know about or or something they hear about them. I want you to tell them that if they feel they have not been given the, the, the privilege to vote, if they were denied voting privilege, I want you to have them contact the C.L. Bryant show. Go to the website, the C.L. Bryant show dot com. And myself or Michelle, one of us uh, will get in touch with you. If you, you, and, and if you tell somebody who has told you that they have been discriminated against, you tell them to contact us or their proxy. And we will look directly into it. We have, um, a branch. I mean, we have an arm of Freedom Works who actually deals with that type of voting um, fraud and all that type of thing. We we actually look into that type of thing. We'd be very happy to look into that. If you, but but my whole reasoning for saying that is so that we get to the individual problem and not look at this as something that is uh, still a historical problem. It's not. You see, Cory Booker, when he was wanting to try and derail uh, or speak negatively against uh, Amy, or should I say, I certainly wish to say Justice Barrett, when he was doing his thing, trying to, to uh, muddy the water for her. The only thing he could refer to, and the only thing that Kamala Harris could refer to, was something that is ancient history. What we must make them stay on point with is what's going on now. We have remedied the problem that uh, grandma and grandpa and them could not uh, go and adequately vote the way they wanted to in the South. And, and Cory Booker, you can't tell me anything about that because I grew up in the South. I'll be back.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. And I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation. And yes, uh, my heart is bowed in reverence to the creator of the universe and mankind. I call him him Jesus. In my discipline, nothing that was made was made without him. God of all, creator of all. And so um, this is what I know. I know the South. Oh, I know the South. Roots run deep. My family is, uh, my family in this country, both the black side and the white side, originated in the South. Uh, The... Map of Louisiana, Elbert Guillory and I say this all the time. The map of Louisiana is written across our face. You can see you can see all of Louisiana written across our two faces. Yeah, we're the gumbo. We are truly the gumbo. And so when I hear people like um, Cory Booker, began to <laughs> attempt to wax eloquent on um, how the yesterday atrocities that occurred with Grandpa and Grandma Nim, as we say here in the South, somehow is uh, affecting en masse black voting all across this country. I defy him to show us that. I want I want I want to see that. And 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 listen, I want to by way of education bring this to you as well. And I, I've talked about this before, but it's necessary now that this becomes uh, something that is a part of your lexicon. It's a part of your ability to talk and have conversation. Now, it won't be received very well. It might be received silently, and people may actually get up and walk away, okay, when you start talking about these numbers. All right, but I want you to get these numbers because the reason I know that on mass, black people, Latinos are not being discriminated against at the voting booth. It's because of the numbers. Now, I, I need to deal with the black numbers first. The Latinos numbers become a lot, a lot more difficult to parse 
even though they themselves are only about 14% of the population in America. Black people, uh, 12.5, 12.8% of the population. So together, you're talking about uh, 27, 28% of the population, Latino and black population combined would make up about 27 or 28%. That's all of the population of America. Now, I want you to understand this, and I want this to become part of your lexicon because, uh, folks, it's important to understand because a a lot of the argument actually goes to your imagination that the Democrats uh, and and the socialist uh, Democrats, the communist Democrats, try to play on you, okay? They try and, 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 and flood your imagination with these images of mass discrimination going on as it did way back in the day when I was a child and my parents and grandparents were fighting through this. My uncles and aunts, they were fighting through this and the people who went to my church, my pastors, and, and they, they were fighting through this back in the day, but that is not the reality of 2020. Are you here? Are you hearing me? And Cory Booker lives in New Jersey. Kamala Harris, raised in California, or, or for a little while she was raised in California. She spent a lot of time in, Can- in, you know, in the islands and then Canada, I think it was. I don't know. Same way with Barack Obama. They have no street cred whatsoever when it comes to understanding what the South Huh? When you're hearing oh, Barack Obama and Kamala Harris or Cory Booker or even Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, for that matter, although Jesse is a Southerner. But Jesse, uh, you know, has been so far removed from that for so long. Me, I'm a Southerner. Yo, yeah, black folks are Southerners. I am a Southerner. My ways are much different than northern black ways. I'm a Southerner from the South. And, 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 and believe me, uh, we, I remember when if we went to Detroit or New York City or visit our relatives out in California or what have you, visit our relatives in those areas or Chicago, what have you, uh, they always uh, had this uh, down your nose brow look, down the brow, down the nose, look at us. And we were just as intelligent, maybe smarter than they were. But we spoke with this accent, right? So, uh, you know, I know that there is a difference between a northern black and a southern black, a western black and a, and a eastern black. Or we're all different. It's because that there's diversity. I don't care. And we're all a product of, of that type. That not, not necessarily your behavior is a product of your environment. Uh, and it can be, but I'm not saying it's not. But we all are a part, product of our environment that way. I'm a product of the environment that I grew up in the south. I was talking to um, um, a friend of mine, uh, become full close to me, and uh, saying to her that um, there are some things that are traditional and a part of my my core makeup. And my daughters were were saying this to uh, to her uh, that are totally southern, and it would be like um, spitting on grandma's grave or something if you went against that particular tradition, you see. 
And uh, I know that's different in, in many areas of the country. It's co- colloquial, you know, as far as that's concerned. There are various traditions and, and things that are probably ignored by other parts of the country that are taken very seriously in some parts of the country. And there are some things that are ignored in the South, you know, totally ignored in the South. You know, we don't care anything about Columbus Day. <laughs> it means nothing to us. You know, it means nothing to us uh, in the South. And that might mean something to the Choctaws. And uh, I think um, I have a little bit of Choctaw, an eighth or something like that, a Choctaw Indian in me, you know. But Columbus Day really means nothing to us. Lincoln Day. Lincoln, hey, I grew up in the South. I have spoken at so many Lincoln Day events. But uh, in Shreveport, Louisiana, Lincoln Day, what? Eh, not so much. <laughs> eh, not so much Lincoln Day for us. Holiday in Dixie is more like it for us. And I know that means nothing in above the Mason-Dixon line. So you have these various things. Now, this um, cancel culture would eliminate all of that because we have a certain culture in the South. Blacks have a certain culture in the South. Oh, man, and and I got to tell you something. Those Tennessee blacks are really, really bougie. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Those Atlanta, they, oh my goodness. Those Atlanta and Nashville, oh my goodness, they are so bourgeois. We're not that bougie down here in Louisiana. <laughs> People are different. And times do change. And if there is evolution, and there is, as far as people are concerned, I believe God created the earth, but people do evolve. My goodness. I mean, I have, I, I, I have evolved. I am not the young man that I am. I am not that young man. Thank God. I'm not. And, 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 and so there had to be an evolution in my character and in, in who I am my and my personality and and the the country because it is filled with people who are on a personal evolutionary journey has to change times change because the people change and what Cory Booker is trying to outline to us and what people like Kamala Harris try to outline to us and, and the folks who are against Amy Coney Barrett are trying to tell us that America, you're, you're, you're just as, as backwards and as dark. Your, your, your present is just as dark now as it was 100 years ago. Or 150 years ago. And as a black man, let me tell you that that that's insulting to me. Because uh, my parents and grandparents, my uncles and aunts. And quite frankly, I do believe that Uncle Ellis, my my father's uh, relative, Ellis Bryant, who was a Pullman Porter, he was a head of the Pullman Porters Union. 
he was killed, out of, you know, mysteriously in a car wreck, you know, when him and his wife were coming back, uh, and Clarice from um, Clarice Bryant, a very well-known name in Shreveport and in Louisiana, an activist, big-time activist, my aunt. But she couldn't remember what how the car went out of control that killed Uncle Ellis. And, of course, I was just a child. I just knew Uncle Ellis was dead because they were talking about it. But I do recall my father and my my uncles uh, sitting there at my uncle's barbershop, Uncle Henry, sitting in his barbershop, um, talking about Uncle Ellis's death. And um, they weren't talking about it. I do remember this in terms that go along with a tragic accident. I remember them talking about it in terms of it being something funny that happened. I remember those words being said, but we'll never know what truly happened, and we better not talk very loud about it. I remember those words being said. They stuck in my mind even to this day. And the saddest part about letting the old folks go on without uh, is, is sometimes you don't ask them questions about things that you can never get answers to now. <sighs> Even my father's baby brother is gone. And their nieces and nephews would not have a clue. Maybe one cousin would still around. But these things, my friends, are trying to be brought up in front of us again those types of atrocities. And all I'm saying to you is 2020 is nothing like the 19 uh, late 50s and 60s and then the 70s and 80s. Then it's nothing like that. All the 70s and 80s were big time growing pains. I was still um, very much a liberal, very much a Democrat. In the 70s and 80s, um, first person I ever voted for was Jimmy Carter. Yeah, voted for Bill Clinton once, once. <laughs> and that's when the light came on. It's right around the time the light came on. Yeah, I started listening. I had begun listening to Rush. The second, second I become a um, hanitized and rushized, or I guess. Um, by the second term, that second time that Clinton was running around and Monica Walensky was uh, running crazy, you know, back then too. And so, um, I remember what it was like. And 2020, and it's even difficult to wrap my head around 2020 from 1990. You know, but 2020 was, um, it's not that. 2020, people have evolved. I have evolved from 1990 to now. Oh, yeah. I have evolved. Not the same person. And so uh, I'm, I'm not I'm not the same person. I even th- I'm not I'm not saying that my core has changed. I think the core has always been there. 
I think the good, I think whatever good there is in my core and the foundation that's in my core, it's always been there. Just not always acted that way. I've not always been my father's son in actions. And, and you know what? Uh, that's a good lesson for Christians. Even though I've always been my father's son, even though I am his son, my actions sometimes have not dictated to those watching my life. That that's the fact. I mean, how come is that can't be Bryant's son? That can't be Bryant's boy doing that. That can't be a child of God doing that. You see, we evolve, we grow into what we eventually be, and we never get there. I don't believe in this life anyway. And and so America will never get there as a perfect nation. Either we are always becoming, as the Constitution has said, a more perfect union. Are you hearing me? Yeah, we're becoming a more perfect union. And it's worth saving. And when I come back, I'm going to start speaking about um, this Supreme Court justice. You might want to note that um, the Dems are indeed saying just because you can doesn't mean you have to or that you should. Whereas they were saying, y'all can't. You can't do this. Oh, their tune has changed. It's funny to watch. But we get her uh, put on the court just a few days before election day. Watch the wave of strength that will sweep the present, hopefully uh, in a very large fashion, across the finish line, way ahead of um, Joe Biden, way ahead of Joe Biden. I don't care what the polls are saying uh, right now. Uh, I believe the president is going to win. Oh, yeah, I think it's Reuters. I got to make sure I'm seeing that right. I believe that's Reuters that's predicting that Joe Biden's going to win by a landslide. Folks, can is there anybody that really would believe that? Uh, t- tonight, uh, you're going to get a chance to look at the, their, their town halls, respectively. I guess Joe Biden's going to be de- debating himself, but I tell you what's going to have to happen. And we're going to talk about this, too, here today, you and I. Joe's going to have to answer this Hunter Hunter Biden question. Oh, yeah. At Twitter is going to have to come clean. With uh, knocking down and shutting down uh, discussion on this on the on Twitter. Although, hey, I snuck in a very sly one. Follow me on Twitter at Rev C L Bryant at Rev C L Bryant. Yeah, I snuck that in. I certainly did. And so, folks, when we think about where we need to go, wake up. Be right back. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth So you cleaned me up inside, you thought I... 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. CL back with you on this great day in the USA, and I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation right here on the CL Bryant Show, live and in living color throughout the fruited plains of America. Yeah. Hey, Amy Coney Barrett, she's a steamroller, and uh, she's about to roll her way right on into the Supreme Court, and I have not, uh, in the time that I've been watching this, and I go back to really watching it, um, back to to, uh, Bork, um, Judge Robert Bork, and of course Clarence Thomas, but uh, I began really watching it uh, many, many, many years ago now. And um, I have not seen the demeanor, not seen the, the type of demeanor ever of any, any justice than we see in this rock star, quintessential American woman, brilliant jurist, Amy Coney Barrett, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant jurist. And um, there's nothing they can do with her. I mean, it's, it's just like, as I said, I'd like to see how you are going to uh, use that race card thing against her. They, they've tried. You know, they've tried. They've, they've tried. They've tried to use the race card against her in a very sly, sneaky, you know, underhanded Democrat type of way. Oh, yeah, that's what they that's that's what they're about. And that's what they were for me for years. Um, whoa, gee whiz. Nearly 30 years. I was a Democrat for nearly 30 years of my life. Nearly 30 years of my life. I've been a Republican now for uh, about 22, 22 years of my life. Yeah. Yeah, nearly 22 years, nearly a little over, almost about 25 years as a Democrat. You know, of course, I grew up Democrat, you know, Democrat home. But they have been dirty, sneaky, and underhanded all that time. Oh, and those of you who are still voting Democrats, and, and especially if you're black, and I know i got a pretty good black audience out there, uh, let me tell you something. We have, I've, I'm talking to uh, some friends uh, that have just, some people that I just met uh, up in um, Washington the other night at the summit. First time meeting them. 
the first time that I, I got a chance to, to, to actually talk to some conservatives, true conservatives, super conservatives, like, uh, I mean, super activist conservatives like myself who are black about this. And um, we came to the conclusion that one of the things that's holding back some Latinos and certainly blacks is the fact that we've been defending this for so long. Oh, yeah, we have been defending this Democrat Party for so long that um, it's kind of hard not to now. Otherwise, you're going to look kind of stupid, aren't you? Or you learn to be big enough to say I was wrong. I was right at the time, at least I thought it was, because it seemed right to me. But friends, I got to tell you, uh, referring to scripture, there are ways. Oh, yeah, there are ways that seem right to all of us as men and women. But um, the ways, the ends of them, if you don't do the right thing, it causes destruction. You mess with people's lives. Yeah. And you send wrong messages. And that's what we have done uh, over the period of time, and that is sent wrong messages. For instance, Sunday morning. Uh, Sunday morning, okay, this is your church, white, black, whatever it is. Uh, your church, Sunday morning. You are preaching about um, pastor or congregant. You're hearing this sermon on... Uh, well, God is love. And God loves life or he's all about marriage or whatever, you know, relationship. He's all about uh, you loving your children. All about that, right? Well, that's as, as a, as a different message then than if you, you send that child then onto a school where they're into a more uh, hedonistic, secular worldview than you saw in church. Huh? Oh, the, the, the secular view will go along with love your neighbors yourself because they, they, they want you to do that. They want you to do that, especially if your neighbor has less than you. They want your neighbor to love. They want you to love your neighbor as yourself. They'll go along with that. At the same time, they want you to, as uh, to allow your neighbor to kill his child. Oh, oh full, I'm, I'm not talking about uh, little Timmy walking around there. Um, that's you know. You know, they're, they've taken the time to potty train. I'm not I'm talking about him. I'm talking about the one that, uh, you know, is legally able to come out of the womb alive and um, you kill him. Oh, there's a big, con you know, division and contention about that going on in this country right now. And um, this is what this whole 
shenanigan about Amy Coney Barrett is all about is the fact that they uh, know that civil war is around the corner. That's true. Oh, you didn't know that? Oh, yeah. Civil war is right around the corner. Be the first to, to hear it right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, didn't you hear um, the announcement by uh, Cory Booker? He is announcing to the whole world and, you know, that um, the militias are standing by waiting for orders from Trump's army to uh, initiate, um, you know, whatever laws that we are going to lay down. It's Trump's army. Well, don't be, uh, you know, naive. Of course, there are militias around. There always has been, always will be. There should be. The founders want that, wanted them to be like that in case there is a, uh, an overthrow of, of government. Yeah. Because if you can believe this or not, uh, if we maintain our republic, that is good. But if for some reason the republic falls, friends, someone's going to try to be in charge. Are you hearing me? The civil war that is um, imminent is right around the corner. What are we now, 20 days away from? And, and, and as you can feel it in the air, you can smell it, you can taste it. We're right around the corner from big time unrest in this country. Donald John Trump wins the election of 2020. Let's say he wins he wins it decisively. Okay, you'll put down a lot of the political pundits, but you're not going to put down the far left radicals who are funding Antifa, Black Lives Matter, And whoever else is going to pop up there. Because, my friends, there's going to be some pop-up after November 3rd. Even if the president wins decisively. Civil war is right around the corner. Oh, yeah, you do need to stand ready. Americans, you need to stand ready. And that's no racial um, posturing coming from a, a, a white supremacist. I am certainly not. I am a citizen of this country who is concerned about my children and my grandchildren and people who I care about. Stand ready. The civil war in this nation is right around the corner. And what amazes me is that I look out and I drive when I was driving down the streets of my hometown coming home uh, yesterday from the airport and um, is that. 
you seem to be in little towns, you know, small towns, walking through the airport there in Charlotte. We're so uninformed. We are so, um, you know, ignorant to what's going on around us. Americans, we are. And in so many cases, you don't even want to hear it. You don't even want to hear what's going on around you when there are are things that are about to jump off in your face, in your life that are truly going to affect you in just a few days hence from now. We have been talking to you and talking to you and warning you and telling you for a long time now about what is about to jump off. You better check yourself. Things are about to change either way you cut or slice the pie. I love lemon meringue pie. Um, to my extraordinary person out there, um, I am just saying lemon meringue pie. I am my father's son. That is how dad said mom got to him. <laughs> extraordinary. I'm CL. This is the C.L. Bryant Show, and I certainly am uh, looking forward to um, talking to you on the other side of the break about what happens when or if Joe Joe Biden becomes president of the United States. You wake up on uh, November 4th, perhaps 5th or 6th, whatever, where this thing is going. And we have a President Biden. Tie me down, baby. Tie me down. I'll be back. Don't go anywhere. I'm CL. I'm just a pilgrim on this road, boys. I'm just a pilgrim on this road, boys. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice, the C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. 
everybody. Throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. <clears throat> Welcome back to C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant coming to you across the fruited plains over Red State, Red State Talk Radio, the largest talk platform in the nation, and also the most listened to. We certainly uh, do appreciate all of you coming along uh, with us as we build the bridge to conversation daily right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. Somebody uh, tweeted me and texted me and said they like Lemon Meringue. I lo- Listen, that's all I'm saying. You know what I'm talking. I love Lemon Meringue Pie. Just, just putting that out there. And um, my daddy, my daddy loved it. But anyway, that's uh, the levity that's going on here today, uh, the C.L. Bryant Show. And I certainly do uh, thank you folks for being as faithful and uh, to the show as you have been, making it as popular as you've made it. And certainly we hope that something is being said here today that is um, helpful to you in your conversation as you engage the rest of um, our citizenry in your daily activities and clubs, social activities, what have you, your engagements, your churches, certainly in your schools and um, around the, the dinner table. It's important to talk. It's important to talk to each other. You don't necessarily agree. But it's important to talk to each other. And one of the examples, I need to touch upon this before I go to this thing about Joe Biden, uh, possibly. And because the possibility does exist that Joe Biden could become president of the United States. Um, uh, You know that it's been stolen if, if in fact, he does. uh, And that uh, we are living in the zombie apocalypse has taken place. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's happened. Okay. You, we talk about that, but I want to talk about relationships for just a minute. And and see, I talk to you um, a lot about uh, me, you know, being a a pastor and having been a pastor at three different churches I've pastored throughout uh, the country, not in the uh, physical pulpit currently, but uh, I uh, never cease being a pastor. I I serve my church, um, Word of God Ministries. Uh, my pastor's pleasure and at large most of the time I'm never there Um, but this is the most important thing that I have learned about relationships I learned it from looking at who Christ himself pulled around him and what's happening in America today is that our relationships with each other over what is being strained? Why, why are our relationships being strained down color lines? I'll tell you why. It's because they can do it. They know that they can do it. Because we're, we're, we're losing focus of our commonality. And yeah, we we do have a commonality in this country. We're Americans. Doesn't matter, you know, what flag your great grandparents waved. 
if you come here to this country, the thing that makes us exceptional is that we have decided to embrace a certain idea and doctrine. It comes actually from our Judeo-Christian ethic. And for me, it comes from my Christian faith and my understanding of Christ and who he chose to be around him. You ever take a look at those guys? I might, I might have to do a show just based breaking them down, each one of them. They're all hellraisers, basically, in their own right. Except for, um, you know, well, they all were, basically, in their own right. Christ, Christ himself was the only one among that group who wasn't in some way a hellraiser on his own. Someone who wanted to rebel against and buck against the authorities that be. And each one of them had a quirky thing about them. I've done studies and seminars on this on, on this thing here about the twelve. And then Matthias who comes to take Judas's place. My point in saying this, uh, as far as relationships go in America, all of us are absolutely 12 different kinds of different. Every one of us. You can have 12 different children. I promise you, each one of them is different. Now, uh, the twins, you know, the twins are even different. Now, you know, it's a similarity between Buster and and uh, and, and, and Eddie. Uh, Buster is the baby boy and Eddie's the uh, second from the oldest. Uh, you know, I, I see I see them acting alike. You know, you know, they both could be uh, throwbacks from um, Grandpa John. You know, who knows? <laughs> but but I'm saying to you that no personality like leaves on a tree. Are the same. The, the instruments and tools that Christ gives us Americans, if you want to embrace this, if you want to embrace my theology, if you want to embrace it, or if you just wanted to consider it, I'll ask him consider this, is to surround yourself with varieties of people, differing personalities, and Find a way to bring them together. That's what, that's what this nation is all about. The founders understanding that uh, all of us are endowed with certain unalienable rights. Our character being uh, that endowed by that with our creator, the, the character to go out and, and work and make money and, and support your family. It takes character to do that. We're endowed with a measure of that. Every one of us are. Some need to have it uh, nurtured more than others. Huh? Some uh, are, are driven with it. With that type of endowment. Some, you know, they are learning how to drive it and be endowed or to pull out their endowment out of themselves to discover it. But the founders knew that this would be a place, America, where all of us 
could exercise our best selves if we chose to. And that, my friends, is exactly what, what God does for us. You can or you don't have to. It's a choice. And that's the way it is here in America. And today we have a choice of choosing someone like this woman, Amy Coney Barrett, to sit on the Supreme Court. Friends, I got to ask you something. What's not to love about her? Huh? Even those who should be against her have to say good things about her. They have to drum up people, obscure people to say things against her. They have to drum up even people who are, are who are, are not on her side, who are not philosophically in line with her at all, still have to say good things about her. The American Bar Association since trots out two of their own to say there is no fault in her. Friends, that's significant within itself. Because uh, Amy is, is, is totally down the other line. That's significant. And so we have an opportunity now to make choices and to learn lessons. We're trying to learn some lessons here. What can we learn to avoid catastrophe in this nation? Understanding that civil war, if we don't quick study this thing now, is imminent in this country. Take the lessons from Christ. You know, Simon, uh, I, I know that there's different studies on Simon the Zealot and different study on the word zealot and all that kind of thing as far as uh, it's being applied to Simon. But I believe that Simon uh, was a religious Jew embracing the laws of Moses, and he could not tolerate, he could not stand the Roman oppression upon his people. And he was looking for somebody like Jesus to uh, overthrow the Romans. He, I, I, you know, even though there might be word plays on what zealot means when it applies to that Simon, I believe he was a wild eyed, uh, maybe even foaming at the mouth uh, kind of guy who wanted to have those Romans overthrown. Yeah. Judas sneakily was that way. Matthew was a tax collector. But he couldn't stand the Romans because he could see the decadence and the robbery that was going on. He loved his people, but he had the talent to be a tax collector and he had the veracity, the toughness to be that. Peter, a cussing, strong-willed fisherman. James and John, sons of thunder, hell raisers. Hell raisers everywhere they went. They made noise about something. They were hell raisers. Now, Jesus gathers 12 of these uh, like men around him, Philip, Andrew, you know, he throw them into the mix. These were not choir boys. 
none of them were choir boys, which makes us have to understand that Christ himself had the ability to handle them. Oh, he was a man. Christ himself had the ability to handle them. Three and a half years. He, he, he was able to handle them. And they re- and these different personalities. As you see here in America as well, it's, it's, it's what has created the most exceptional nation on the face of the planet. And in my estimation, Christianity, of course, I would be biased because I am a Christian. Is the most revolutionary faith that you can embrace. Because truly, I mean, it has nothing to do with what you can do, your works. I mean, even even though your faith makes you do works, but your your works don't save you. It's the faith that does. It's your faith that makes you perform the works. It's the Christ in you that makes you do that. But it's not the works that save you. You understand? It's it, it's it's paradoxical, and America's that way. Oh, I'm talking about gospel of Jesus Christ and the good news of America because you're seeing it play out on your on your televisions, on your radios. You're hearing it and seeing it played out. There is a good and evil happening here. This is not just a yin and yang. America, this is a good and evil that's going on here. I don't know if Nancy Pelosi, who actually had a meltdown the other day with Wolf Blitzer, my God, Lyndon Johnson said, if I've lost Walter Cronkite, I've lost America. And only you guys who are my age or older or a little bit younger than I am, a little bit younger than I am, will remember Walter Cronkite or even Lyndon Johnson, for that matter. The president I'm talking about to uh, all of us who live in Grand Cane. (laughs) If I've lost Walter Cronkite, who was the premier news guy back then, folks, for all of you. Uh, who you younger people who listen to me, Google him, Google Walter, Uncle Walter, Walter Conkite, and that's the way it is. Loved him. America loved him. Liberal, but not the kind that you see now. Yeah, he's the kind my father was. Yeah, Uncle Walter. So, if Nancy Pelosi has lost Wolf Blitzer, <laughs> she's lost the country. You have got to Google, you've got to go that on YouTube and see it was bizarre. And, and, and it almost talk about Manchurian candidate, something that triggers a response. All he had to do was ask her 
a certain question about why you don't act on the stimulus. And I think it was act on stimulus. Those those were the trigger. Those were the trigger mechanisms. Act on stimulus. Those three words. Triggers Nancy. And she became unglued, man. (laughs) Wolf, if you listen, when I want you to, when you look at this video, you got to see it. Download. In fact, Michelle, we got to put it up on the website. Download uh, Wolf Blitzer interviews Nancy Pelosi. Click on it. Look, look at it. And uh, I want you to see the look of absolute surprise bordering on, I can't believe this is happening, (laughs) that comes across Wolf Blitzer's face when Nancy starts her tirade. You know, so this is the type of thing that's harming our relationships. Long path around the barn to get there to this point. This is the type of, you talk about Stetford wife? Oh my goodness. Talk about handmaid's tale nancy did you did you even get a look at how you reacted it was like you had been programmed to react to those words stimulus package (laughs) no stimulus package and you became unglued send this to DNC uh, I mean to uh, Pelosi's office this is crazy but our college kids are the same way and it's harming our American relationship I'm CL I'll be back in just a few minutes don't worry. <laughs> Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Are lifted high. Our hearts are bowing in reverence. 
Friends, don't forget to uh, help me lift up in prayer my uh, friend, Lee Lampson. Uh, just need to know that I want you to join me in agreeing that uh, God can and will restore him to perfect health. Lift him up. Lee Lampson, uh, in the name of Jesus. And I thank all of you for coming along with us daily on uh, the C.L. Bryan Show throughout the the globe and across the fruited plains. Thank you uh, for tuning in here to the show, either by my app or the Red State Talk app, or if you're listening to us terrestrially, uh, and if you don't get the show terrestrially and replay in a city near you, call your station. Say, hey, you guys need to pick up CL and uh, get him on radio. We can get that done. Uh, We can certainly give him the feed. And so I am so glad to have all of you that come along with us. And I'm thank you for making my show as popular as it has become. Michelle and I have worked at this. Jared and I have worked at this over a period of time. And all of the, those that come along with us uh, have worked over this, uh, worked on this over a period of time. And uh, God has been gracious. And to him be the glory and the praise for all of the things that uh, we have done. I want to thank my pastor for praying for us and, and coming on. In fact, that's another thing. We can get pastor back on here. Yeah, get my pastor back on here. I ain't had James A. McMenus on with me in a while and uh, miss him being on. Folks, um, I was saying earlier that our relationships are being harmed because we, we don't we don't even talk to each other anymore. We, we don't talk to one another anymore. We don't. We talk at each other, talk around each other. We get our feelings hurt, you know. And uh, when you, when that happens, there's no, you know, when you when you when you're in there something, and that's what's happening on Capitol Hill. The politicians want you to believe that one or the other is trying to hurt your feelings with political speak. Oh, you're you're not hearing me. This is what happens. I mean, this is a human condition. Are you hearing me? This this is a human condition. Offense comes when someone believes or feels that you have not met their expectations. Then they become offended. In you, they begin to build a fence, you know, uh, in a way. They build, that's, a, that's the root of it. You, have a, you build this animosity, an offense, a fence between you. When, and, it, and it stems from one or the other not meeting either literally or thoughtfully an expectation, unfulfilled expectations creates offense. Especially if you don't talk about it. <laughs> because, you, because if you don't talk about the unfulfilled expectation, then uh, nobody ever knows. Now, that's what's happening in this country. We have stopped talking about it and uh, and, and, and it, it's turned into things like give me this and I'll shut up. Give me that and I'll shut up. That's what reparations is. 
uh, it's just it, we've stopped talking about the, the the truth of the matter. The truth of the matter is you're not getting any money. OK, I, I, let's just put that to bed. You're not getting any money. But let's talk about why you want why you think you want some money. Uh, let's ask that question. Let me ask you, the individual living in 2020, why do you need some money? And don't you tell me that because you're black. Huh? I want to know what pain have you suffered from Uncle Willie being a slave? Huh? I, I want I want to know this. Oprah. I want to know this, LeBron, and I'm not talking about uh, that you didn't get enough hugs. I'm saying that uh, I can line up red, yellow, black and whites around the globe who will say that and that have lived throughout man's existence on Earth. So give me something. Don't just holler that, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm the 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 I'm the I'm the son of former slaves. I don't want nobody to give me nothing. And I've always questioned the fact or the I've always made the question of how is it possible that uh, the children of former slaves can ask the children of ex-slave owners who never owned slaves to give them money when I've never give me money when I've never been a slave. How can I ask the children of those who the children of, of slave owners who themselves have never owned slaves give me money when I have never been a slave? How does that work? I mean, I penalize now, now, now where does that stop? This is the lunacy of listening to a Cory Booker or a Kamala Harris when it comes to these Supreme Court court hearings. This is the lunacy of that. So uh, I'm all I'm all about Amy. I'm all about Amy. Absolutely. Actually reminds me of somebody I know. And so I want to say this to all of you. Wake up. We could very well be standing on the brink of civil war in 19... In less than 20 days. The president is doing everything he possibly can to uh, cool Pelosi's fevered brow. (laughs) Oh, she has to be hallucinating. But you know what? He's still willing to go. Listen, listen, we're talking figures now that we're never going to pay off anyway. Jesus will come before this debt is ever paid. 
It's just, I mean, you know, it's just, it's just, it's although as though the nuts, the, the, the inmates have indeed taken over the asylum as we must not allow them to do. <laughs> Trump's willing to go higher than $1.8 trillion, but think about that, folks. Is that real or imagined money? Oh, friends, we have gotten into uh, the looking glass. Well, we have walked all the way through it. Fiscally. And we had to. We had it under control before the Chinese unleashed this virus on us. And yes, I believe it was purposeful. I believe it. I I absolutely believe it was purposeful. Call me a conspiracy theorist if you want to. Call me an Alex conspiracy theorist. In fact, Michelle, that's that's it. You got to call Nico. Got to get Alex Jones. Oh, yeah, I was on Alex's show many times. Love being on that with Alex, Alex Jones. Now, I'm not of the same cloth. I'm cut out of a different cloth than Alex, although I understand Alex very, very well. And um, one night, um, my, we went to eat, let's see, it was Dursey and Sarah, myself, we were down in Greenville, after a rally in somewhere in um, South Carolina. I can't remember. But, um, or maybe we were on the border. I can't remember. But just the same, the president is rocking it there. The president is rocking it as we speak. And I believe that the president is going to win by landslide. But he is, uh, we've gotten into the land of, um, through the looking glass now, because we're talking about a mat. We're talking about they're real numbers. The numbers are real, but the money's not. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, the, you know, we can go and pl- you know what the thing about us as Americans, and I don't, I'm not saying that that's what we're going to do. But I am saying that we could go and plunder and solve our debt problem. We could do that. But of course, we would have to control the world. So when we talk about that man of sin or whoever it is that comes along and uh, has that idea of one world rule, one world government, you're seeing the stage. Not that not that the president is leading. No, 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 no. I'm just telling you that it's not falling apart. It's all falling together because it's falling together around numbers like one point eight trillion spending. Those numbers are real, but the money isn't. And even though we as Americans are doing better economically than any other nation on Earth through this uh, global pandemic, those numbers are real, but the money isn't. So here we are, trillions in debt. And let's just face it, not in our lifetime. I mean, you can listen, I plan on living another 40, 50, 60 years. I I do. I actually plan on living that. 
length of time, 120 years. I want a Moses blessing, 120 years. And I pray that upon everybody uh, that uh, has the faith to believe it. You grab that. I want to see to you to understand that there are things that God has said will come about that must because he said it and everything we're seeing is not falling apart. I believe it's falling together. Reuters saying that last minute voters may break against Trump. Now that tells you where Reuters stands, right? Uh, Rupert Murdoch predicts uh, Biden by a landslide. (laughs) Uh, Rupert Murdoch is a rich man. He is not an idiot. But he certainly believes that he can shape your opinion. So Rupert Murdoch predicts Biden by a landslide. However, uh, not all signs are good for Biden, says a New York Times writer. And that brings me to the subject that we will pretty much end the day on today, especially when we come back at the end of today's show. And that is the rapper Ice-T, who I do admire. Uh, met him once. Um, I, wouldn't remember, I wouldn't remember where, but it was at some... Uh, up in the hills type of thing. And I don't think you remember who I am. Um, but I admire him because uh, he's entrepreneurial, big time. He is now an advisor. He's joined the ranks that I am to the Trump campaign. And you can believe that he is receiving all kind of flack for that and uh, back in 1918, I mean, 2018, um, Ice-T called, I mean, Ice rapper Ice Cube, he did call for the arrest of Donald John Trump in a song. But now the president's uh, reelection campaign is consulting him to help to court black voters. And uh, the act, the uh, rapper was, um, was uh, Ice, uh, not Ice T, but Ice Cube is uh, Ice Cube is now uh, fifty one years old, um, and uh, we the campaign contacts him. He consented to being uh, an advisor to the campaign, uh, and so friends. I, I I hear the noise that the uh, left is making, and I hear the noise that so many people make talking about the president is um, behind in the polls and all this. But but folks, hey, that's not the indication. Black vote eighteen. I say eighteen percent now. Doctor Carol Swain and. Others predict more than 18% of the black vote goes to the president. They predict in the 20s. There are some that are astronomically high, in my opinion, predicting 30% of the black vote will go. I certainly pray for that. 
I will be glad to see that. But I will say hallelujah, absolutely hallelujah, if that is the case, because we would have saved the republic. And we would advance a vehicle for ministry and advanced a vehicle then for true conversion, not just lip conversion. Not just people saying with their lips that, you know, uh, I am a Republican or I voted Republican, but people understanding why you did that and why you vote Republican and why it becomes a lifestyle. That changes a nation. If we get 18 percent, that is just phenomenal because that 18 uh, is up 10 percent from is up 10 percent from what it was when Trump ran for president. That is phenomenal. That will scare the Democrats back toward the middle. That will boot out of their party people like AOC because that message would have failed. Oh, yeah. And so, my fellow Americans, we we have an opportunity now right in front of us in the midst of pending civil war. Oh yeah, and civil war is coming. We can we can thwart it. The the shots have already been fired. We can thwart it. But civil war is coming. The only thing that is left to discover and dis- discuss is the magnitude of it. Or it can be just a little flare up that what we've seen, we've been able to handle them, and if we, we, we let the police do their job, we won't have any problems. Okay? We don't get crazy, and we just let law enforcement do their job. Let's pay them more. Then things will be okay. Yeah. We didn't have to shut down this economy. Things did not have to be like this. They did not. It was by design. What's the best way to derail the best economy in the world and then create a scenario as though it's the president's fault during an election? Shut, have somebody shut down the economy over a pandemic that uh, you have a better chance of dying in a car crash than this. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. I'll be back in just a few minutes. Home stretch of the C.L. Bryant Show. You thought I was worth saving So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth leaving So you cleaned me up inside You thought I was to die Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the 
CL, back with you. Home stretch of the CL Bryant Show. If you don't get both hours of the CL Bryant Show, either on your terrestrial replays, on your radio stations around the globe, around the country, um, you know, you can always download. All the shows are archived there in on the app, the CL Bryant Show app. You can listen to it anytime on the go, wherever you are. And uh, all the shows are, are there. The ones, even the, well, no, the ones that I mess up aren't going to be there. Well, um, the president is labeled, you know, the president branded, what, little Marco? And ran him right on out of um, the uh, the race. And even though um, Ted Cruz is not dishonest, he is not. The president labeled him that. <laughs> ran him right on out of the race. Low energy jab. Ran Jeb Bite Ram Jeb uh, Bush right on out of the race. The Biden family is a family of crooks. Oh, that is harsh, harsh language. But it's true. And the president is not giving Joe Biden any quarter. It is winner take all. It is coup d'etat. The president is driving it home. He has Joe Biden, I do believe, just about at sword point. And at the appropriate time tonight, tonight, the president will be fielding questions from audiences. I think it's uh, NBC. I think it's NBC. He'll be feeling audience questions. And he will have Joe Biden at the point of his sword. And I don't believe he'll give him quarter. I believe he is going to dry thrust home uh, the, the point of that steel into the heart of Joe Biden with his son. His son's discretions and misdiscretions listen folks it looks like a political race a political fight has just broken out and the family that are combatants have been brought into the field of action of play normally family members are left out unless unless they are brought into the battle by their own candidate fathers or whoever, or unless they engage themselves. Biden, Hunter Biden engaged himself in that interview he gave to, uh, was it CBS News? I think it was. He engaged himself in it. And even though uh, many would say, well, uh, he, he can't. Be, well, his father's the, was the vice president of the United States. And if he was being used as part of the game of getting money funneled through his family to his family, and he was the conduit for it, as I tweeted out earlier. And he was the conduit. For it. Then he's a player. And he's a target. In this game. And so, um, Hunter, uh, you brought yourself in. 
Joe, I know it's going to be hard on you. It's going to be tough on you. But the president is going to thrust home tonight the fact that you and your son are corrupt and that you used your son as a conduit to funnel money to the Biden family. It's going to be hard on you, especially since the loss of your brother, Bo. It's going to be hard. It may be hard for you as parents who have children who have wayward ways to hear what the president's going to have to say about the Biden family, but a political race has just broken out here. And we have just been given the tool that is necessary to beat the Bidens at their own game that they've been playing on us for years. It'll be hard, but it's going to be fair because it was Joe who brought, it was Joe Biden who got Hunter Biden that job. Don't you ever think that the, 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 the Chinese or the Russians or, 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 or you know, were, were wanting, were trying to recruit Hunter Biden because of his own merit? Oh, no. They gave him the job because his father was vice president of the United States and because they were going to be able to curry favors from that White House, from that VP. And they were willing to pay for it. And they were willing to funnel the money through Hunter Biden's account. And one of them was even jointly um, held by him and the Chicoms, as Rush would call them, the communist Chinese, the Chicoms. But the, the regular, the uh, mainstream media, CBS, uh, ABC, NBC, NBC, MSNBC, CNN. Oh, it's as though that does not even ex- that type of news item doesn't even exist. That's why I encourage you to. And I think I'm going to take Newsmax up on their offer to be one of the regulars. I think I really would like that. I think I would like that. I think I'd like that after the new year. Not not any time right now. I think I'd like to move uh, maybe to Florida or Texas or North Carolina or somewhere before. I really become that type of a fixture, you know, become a part of the flavor of whatever environment I'm in. Yeah. Folks, these are the times that try the souls of all of us, men and women in this nation. These are the times that try our souls. And as I said to you earlier, and I'll say it again, um, American Civil War is right around the corner. And the only thing that's going to thwart it is the grace of God and, of course, the prayers of Christian people. The things that seem to be falling apart in our nation, Americans, believe me, they're falling together 
prophetically. It has all been said and all been prophesied and told of before. In fact, uh, he has declared the end from the very beginning. Yeah. Now, Giuliani is going to be held um, as a hero, as a conqueror, and it's one of the prime, uh, is the Sir Lancelot of the Trump administration when the president re- re- regains the White House on November 4th. The results will be in. And Giuliani has told Newsmax that the Biden family has been taking money illegally for years. Now, I know this about Rudy. He's not going to say that out of school. He has the skeleton remain, the skeletal remains of where the money was being taken from. That's Giuliani. He has the skeletal remains of the money and the times that the money was taken. And this is something, if there is an October surprise, this is one. Now, how does Pelosi invoking, what was it, the 25th Amendment or or wanting to uh, um, refine the 25th Amendment articles so that they can be used against future presidents. I think she was wanting to make certain that we that they got rid of Joe Biden and then favored Kamala Harris as president of the United States. That's that way Nancy Pelosi, if she holds the House of Representatives, would actually be president of the United States because Nancy uh, Kamala would be doing Nancy's bidding. And Nancy would still be dancing to the tune of Joe, of um, Bernie Sanders and Acacia Cortez, Boini and Acacia. They would be running the show. Is that what you want, America? Is that what you want for Nancy Pelosi? Bernie Sanders and Ocasio-Cortez to be running America through the paper presidency of Kamala Harris? Is that what you want? That's what's going to happen. If uh, you don't hear the words of people like Rudy Giuliani, Who are telling you that the Bidens family, the whole family, have been taking money illegally for years, peddling influence? Oh yeah, yeah. People, uh, people will buy that. People will buy influence. People will buy their way into your your sphere of um, influence. They want to buy it. They want to buy that. They want to buy the contacts. They want to buy it from you. And the Bidens have been selling that. 
It's um, unethical, not illegal. Yeah, well, you pay me, I'll introduce you to so-and-so. It's unethical. And the Bidens have been doing this unethically for years, taking huge money for years. Yeah. The Biden name. When asked, I think it's by the CBS reporter, Hunter Biden, would you be where you are today if it wasn't your father wasn't uh, vice president of the United States? He said, probably not. Or maybe, I don't know. You, know, you, you thought about it again. No, you wouldn't. Nobody would even know who you are. Well, that's the way it is, as Uncle Walter Cronkite would say. Here, uh, the year of our Lord, 2020, on the C.L. Bryant Show. I want to thank all of you for coming along. I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform. Thank God for our men and women in uniform uh, who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, I'm C.L. And may God sincerely and richly bless each and every one of you is my sincerest and deepest prayer. Mm-hmm.